I'm Scarlett. And I'm Anya. Come inside the Flaming Yoni. And get turned on and juicy with us. Well, hello, darling. Hello, beautiful. How's my girl? Mmm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm very interested and excited. And I've got a little little nervous anticipation, perhaps. Um, because this episode's going to be different in the Yoniverse, isn't it? It is going to be a little different. Mm. We are going <laughs> to let our incredible listeners in on some conversation that you and I have been having recently um, about our each of our individual evolutions in our slut, in our sluthood, in our sluttiness, mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. our slutty expression. You, all of those things apply. All the sluts. All the sluts. Uh, since you and I met up until mm. this present moment. And this is not a, a conversation that I think a lot of people have an opportunity to hear, let alone a lot of people have, period. And so it's going to be interesting. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's something that has been top of mind for both of us, not not a, not in terms of having this conversation on the show, but we both have gone through some pretty big evolutions in our lives. And obviously we're in the midst of launching Slut Sisters and having lots and lots of conversation. And the other night we had a really intimate conversation that got into how you and I met and how when we met, what our shared experiences were together Mm-hmm. And how things have really shifted and changed a lot over the last couple of years to the point where today we recognize that we still have a lot of shared experience, but it's not always in the sexual realm. And we had to unpack some of our own fears and mm-hmm. sadnesses, but also kind of embracing of each other and where we each are today in our expression of our sluthood. And as we were talking about it the other night, we knew that this was a conversation we wanted to bring to the show because we talk a lot about how sexually liberated, unshamed, and transformed femmes can embrace the word slut And that that can mean anything on the spectrum from asexual to hypersexual, monogamous to non-monogamous, normative to non-normative, like whatever that looks like for this femme person is embraced and accepted. But we haven't really unpacked what that looks like for each of us. We have tagline for the show that is from the sacred to the salacious, but we haven't really done a lot of unpacking about what that means and so I'm really excited for this conversation, but also a little nervous. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, our acronym and definition for slut is extremely meaningful to the two of us. I know it may sound like a fun quip, but something that you and I both believe is that the only way that we can bring about a paradigm shift for sexually empowered women is to dismantle this notion 
that in order to be a slut, you have to look a certain way, have a certain number of partners, uh, have sex a certain number of times and a certain, you have to, we no, we want to dismantle that entire notion because what the reality is in your and I shared experience, both as sluts and with our slut sisters is that it is so much deeper and broader than that. Okay. You can be a slut and have no penetration at all. You can be a slut and be monogamous. You can be a slut and be celibate. If you're sexually liberated, unshamed and transformed by your sexuality, you are a slut. And the reason why we have been so cast aside by society is because our humanity has been minimized instead of maximized by being a slut. Mm -hmm. And so like we do need to talk about it for ourselves and how it has evolved for you and I, my mantle is salacious. Your mantle is priestess. So when we talk about the sacred to the salacious, it, you know, that typically fall, I fall on the salacious side, salacious Scarlet, <laughs> you fall on the sacred. That's not to say you're not salacious and I'm not sacred. Like, we are it is a spectrum however how these expressions have occurred for us has been a a a real evolution i think when we met it looked a lot more similar mm-hmm. and i mean we can get into the specifics of that um you know it looked a little bit more like what you would consider slut sisters to be doing we were slutting in the same space with the same men. And I say men. It wasn't just one man. It was multiple men. So that was the energy that we literally from our first encounter experienced together. And that's not an energy that we share much anymore. Um, So I'll, I'll volley it over to you to talk about, you know, on your side, what's contributed to that. Yeah, I think for people who have listened to the show since the inception of Sexual Alchemy, they will know that I didn't really go through my own kind of sexual coming of age and liberation until my late 30s and early 40s. And so for me, my whole life, even up through that point, I don't think I really ever have given a lot of thought to what it is I want, to what my pleasure is. And I have largely always known I'm a sexual being. That's not been in question for me. But my expression of it was a bit more like chameleon-like and I would be able to kind of traverse different scenarios and different situations in what was quote-unquote expected and appropriate for me in those environments. And I don't want to make it sound as though I absolve myself from any, you know, decision-making because I always just deferred or defaulted to somebody else. I don't think that's true. By my nature, I am a nurturer, and by my nature, I'm a pleaser. Mm -hmm. So I do get a lot of pleasure from providing pleasure to the people that I care about and to my partners, sexual, whether they're actual 
you know, partners in life or just for the moment in, in, in the bed. But I have always derived a lot of pleasure from pleasing others. And I also have really not known myself most Mm. of my life. And I now, I'm 46, the last year or so, I've been going through a real journey of understanding myself and I actually made a decision to become celibate for a little while. And I really went inward to myself for quite a long time in 2022. And while I was inside, (laughs) I recognized and learned how lost I was. I recognized that I was in a space where I talk a lot about sexual liberation and femme empowerment, and I wasn't experiencing those for myself because I didn't know what I wanted. And so the last six months, I've been on a journey of understanding that I have had a lot of tendencies in my life toward codependency and toward people-pleasing. And because of that, I don't know where what I want starts and stops and where the person that I care about, what their pleasure is and where that starts and stops. And so I myself am on a real journey right now of discovering what really are my turn-ons and what are my hell yeses. And at the moment, I'm living from a place of if it's not a hell yes, then it's a fuck no. Mm. And what I'm learning is that in this moment, there's a lot that is going to fall more in the fuck no category than the hell yes category because I'm learning about myself and I'm learning what trips my pleasure and where in the past I might have been in a situation where the excitement of a situation might be able to get me excited and get me turned on. At this point in time, I'm kind of going inside my body and my experience every time I'm faced with a decision and not allowing myself to be as swept up by the external energy just so that I can understand what my internal temperature is. Mm. And so at this point in time, I feel honestly (laughs) a lot more like, like a, I like when I think about it, I think about a closed flower that like kind of, can open in the right circumstances with the sun and with, you know, light and dark and whatever. It's, it depends on what's going to happen to it. And I'm waiting to see what my natural rhythm is so that I can try to honor that. Now, energetics are hugely important for me. And what I do know is that when energetics start flowing for me and they speak to me, they speak to me kind of from the inside out. And so the energetics that 
are around me can certainly awaken me. But I'm just in a phase right now where it feels a little slower. It feels a little more like fall and winter in my body than it does like spring and summer. And I I fully expect all of that to change, but I'm not forcing it to change. Mm-hmm. And I'm not preempting and making decisions on behalf and overriding what my body is telling me so that I can actually learn what my own inner compass is and what my hell yeses and fuck nos are. So I don't know if that <laughs> is helpful or if that is kind of capturing what you were asking in the essence. But for me, the changes that have occurred in my life have really prompted me to go really deeply within myself and figure out who am I and where am I and learn what are what are my feelings, what are my turn-ons, what are for me. Because at this point, there's nobody else for me to consider but that. Right. And having walked with you through this process and really I mean been I feel like and I mean you can speak to it but like I feel like I was there the whole time with you oh, you have been. <laughs> yeah and so um seeing you experience this which you've arrived at a place where you can even though you acknowledge like there's so much yet to be done you ha- can a- really beautifully articulate what is happening in your internal landscape and how you are going about really pursuing your sexual liberation in a way that for the first time feels right for you and about you and for you. And like that has been a beautiful thing for me to witness. Mm. As I know you have witnessed me in a, in similar triumphs, but also similar hardships, um, as we, you know, have grown in our sisterhood and our friendship, you have seen me um, struggle with, like, internalized slut-shaming, um, d- you know, difficulty with believing that I'm worthy of love, um, mm-hmm. these kinds of things. And, you know, when it comes to my relationship with my own turn-on, it's interesting, like, I was listening to you talk about energetics, And what I've come to learn that for me, it's about intention Mm. and the energetics follow the intention. And Mm. so when I am going to go into a space and I am going to create within me a container and and a pathway for my energetics to flow, that is all about me. Mm. But like my intention may be like I want to go to an event or a party or spend time with a lover and like develop this really awesome experience for myself where I feel empowered. I feel sexy. I feel turned on. I have orgasms. I, I also, you know, provide orgasms and all of these things. And like, for me, my energetics follow, but it sounds like you're saying that for you, 
that your your the energetics have to come and then the intention can come and that that's it right and that's like very different in how we pursue that um nowadays (laughs) yeah no I think that's a really beautiful understanding of like what I was saying and how it works differently for you we already know that we're going to have conversations on the show about human design and we've talked about it I think briefly before but I also think for our listeners who don't know what human design is it's a little complicated to go into. We'll have really yeah. good episodes on it at some point. We will. But it's it's kind of a combination of astrology and personality type and all of these things. And for you as a projector in human design and for me as a manifesting generator, we have really different ways that energy works with us and how our energy operates. Yeah. And you're absolutely right that for me, it's a wait and see always. Mm-hmm. Now, if I know that something is lighting me up, like the idea of doing a particular thing or whatever, like I got tied up in rope a couple of weeks ago and as afraid as I was to get tied up in rope, I not afraid, but I, it was, it was a circumstance that felt a little intimidating. It felt very vulnerable, but I knew it was a hell yes. And I knew that I wanted that experience. So I wasn't going to let my fear get in the way of it. Right. But it was in that moment that I knew I didn't even know that that was going to be even an option that day. And when it popped up, it was a fuck yes, right? Mm -hmm. But if I'm in an environment where there's just a lot of people present, it's going to basically be like, does the stew of what's happening in this moment (laughs) taste good to me, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to know until that's happening. And I love... Because I can see you when I watch you get ready for something like you have your intention set and you adorn yourself appropriately for that intention and you walk into the situation with it already being decided. Yeah, it's and already happened. It already has I'm happened. I'm just walking through it. Yeah. That's exactly yeah, and enjoying right. it. Yeah. And it's so beautiful to watch the way that you can do that. And I think when we met, I actually think I operated that way with you a little yeah. bit. And now I'm much more of a, okay, well, this is the vibe I'm feeling. Let's see if I get met. Mm-hmm. Let's see what happens. And I kind of move a little bit more tenuously. But I, I want to bring it to you now because I've also seen, I don't know if you recognize what I've witnessed in you over the last few years in how you have changed in your sledding style. In many ways from the outside observer looking in, it might not look different. But I've seen very, what I perceive to be significant changes in you. I'd love to hear from your perspective, what was it like then and what does it feel like now and why is it different? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I have had huge re- revolutions. And I mean, it's interesting that you say that because like it may not from the outside observer look different because I am a hedonist. I pursue pleasure and I am also a reveler in 
the salacious, the naughty, the dirty, the all of those things, like, really light me up. I'm a very... <laughs> I, I bring a cerebralness to like sex and I also bring like a, a primalness. Like I just, and I, I think at the bottom line is like, I'm an insatiable slut. Like I, there is an energy within me that once it's turned on, it's like a fucking freight train. That thing is not going to slow down <laughs> over one mile or two mile. It's just like, uh, and it's I, such a to see. <laughs> well, it. Well, like it, it really is like for me, like, and you, you, if you were to see me slut, like you may think like what's happening is just very skin deep, but it actually is a, a really incredible energy. And like, you know, you know, it's like, there's terminology, like a, like a sport fucker, or like a, you hate that. I hate it. I hate it so much because I'm just like. I don't fuck for sport. I fuck for pleasure. I fuck to have really incredible containers and like energies and like just experience all that there is to experience. For me, it's more like a cornucopia than a sport, Mm -hmm. you know? And Mm -hmm. I, um, I just like have found that I can set out this intention and I am much more, I'm much more out there and front and center with what I want, what I need and who's going to give it to me, baby. Let's go. (laughs) Like, it's just for me, I have become very vocal about what I'm looking for and what I need. And it is based in the same thing that you're describing my own turn ons, my own yeses, my own no's. Um, Now I for me, my process has been unshaming, unshaming myself of the shame of like believing that I don't have value or worth because I, you know, enjoy to fuck five or six men and one woman in a night that for me, that has become my like norm. I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to like, like, (laughs) I'm not doing an ego thing. This is what I do on the weekends. And so like, to realize that like I am pursuing sex and pleasure and connection in a way that like suits me as well as it suits a monogamous person. I'm gaining a lot of confidence in that. Mm. And I'm starting to not give a fuck what Mm. anybody thinks. And I could not get there prior to my relationship ending because it's, the way that 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 the container of our relationship operated there was always an answer for or an answer to that i had to give for pursuing my pleasure the way that i wanted to and free of that i at this in the same way you are am now really exploring my internal landscape removed from mm-hmm. that exterior expectation and just really being all about what does Scarlett want? What mm-hmm. is on the menu for Scarlett tonight without thinking of and how will and how does and all of those kind of expectations. And some of the things that I found have surprised me. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the things that I've found feel so natural for me, they fit me like a glove. And those things don't fit you like a glove anymore. Mm-hmm. And that is. And that's beautiful it's fine it is incredible we are both sluts just because i may slut in a way that 
appears more traditional does not take away from any other woman's expression of sluthood. I am like adamant about that because I have had people contact me um, specifically in the community where we both met uh, the cuckolding community say, Oh, I just wish my wife could slut like you. No, (laughs) that would never happen. Your wife is going to slut Mm -hmm. if you give her a safe enough container to in a way that is right for you. Mm -hmm. And it will probably look nothing like, nor should you want that to be the case for her. You know, so like, I'm really interested now to see like what changes you've seen in me. (laughs) Well, we've talked about this a little bit and this is maybe a bit different of a conversation, but I'm actually, I I feel like it's, it kind of is the natural next thing for us to go into little bit more about kink maybe Mm. in some ways but when we met my perception of you was that when you were playing you were much more submissive Mm -hmm. and when you were in your dynamic your relationship dynamic you my perception even if this wasn't reality was that you were much more dominant Mm mm-hmm And what I have seen is that I was either wrong about my perception of you or there has been some shifting and changing for you because I don't really see much of a submissive nature in you anymore. Mm. And that is not wrong or right. I think there's beauty in every expression. Right. But... I have had the opportunity to see so much empowerment with you. And I do think that a lot of that comes from your confidence and the unshaming work that you've done. It's just so all over you. I mean, you exude these things. And it's not about necessary. Though that isn't about dominance or submission. But what I do see from you when I see you cucks it, <laughs> or when I see the way you own a room and even the way you interact with lovers um, and playmates, I there's there's a fun playfulness that sometimes can be like a bit more of a submissive dynamic. But on the whole, you are just so fucking sassy and you <laughs> carry it with you all the time. And it's so fun just to watch your unique expression come out. Because you can code switch like a motherfucker in any situation (laughs) you need to or want to. And you're just in such deep command of whatever's happening for you. Yeah. Like, and it's, it is that, that truly like, and, and we can get into like my experience with power exchange, which I'll be honest, like I'm still very much so working through my mm-hmm. energetics and my True. like with that uh and that would be great for another episode but like i feel so seen in what you're saying because it is like absolutely my truth and i have seen in you what you are describing because when you are lit up i've never i mean when you are in your flow 
baby. It is, it is really, I mean, it's like a magnet. Like I'm just, I'm just drawn to you. I'm like, oh my God. Like this woman right now is like literally goddess mode standing before me. And I understand that like, you wouldn't want anything but that. Like why, why would you want to sacrifice that energy where you are so incredibly in your turn on and in your pleasure and so free and so like if y'all haven't noticed like Anya and I like have a sexual relationship too and like <laughs> I'm drawn to her we just told everybody on the podcast babe but like I'm drawn to her most and attracted to her most when she's in her element same like and same right because you can probably hear it dripping off of our voices but like I want to see you in that and your lovers want to see you in that and anybody who gets anything less than that doesn't deserve it because <laughs> they can't like they can't give it to you whereas for me I can kind of I my sexuality is more like a chessboard I can move around the players mm -hmm. and be like okay yeah this is the configuration I want so mm -hmm. you know uh, I'm gonna move these chess pieces until and I'm not that people are not that people are chess pieces or any, or it's a game. I, I, I'm not saying it's gamification. Clearly. But what I'm saying is, like, I can create my sexual reality that I can live in. Whereas I think, like, for you, the energetics and your internal fuck yeses and fuck noes, they really determine what the rules are for you. Mm -hmm. And, like, I just think it's so incredibly beautiful because I think people go their entire lives without... Yeah. having that understanding let alone being able to make conscious decisions to support that understanding and you are doing that and so you know what our sluts have changed our slut styles have changed but what hasn't changed is our empowerment and our liberation and our sisterhood yeah. it's only gotten deeper in fact but like oh, absolutely we have talked about like that there is a part of me that has missed when sure. we were a little bit more aligned in that regard. Yeah, and same. I've, yeah. And I think we've both like been through that mourning process. And that was really what the whole pro like contents of our conversation was. But what, what has that been like for you? I mean, I've, I've felt really lost a lot and I felt mm. highly anxious in environments where I used to be able to traverse the halls with you in a way that was the same, and now I can't. And it's been really difficult for me because I haven't known who I am and how to bring that to the space and have that be okay because the identity is different and I don't open up as easily as I did previously for any number of reasons that I will probably continue to be unpacking in therapy and somatic work and <laughs> kink and all these things for a long time to come. So for me, it's been really disorienting from a place of knowing who I am and how to present myself to our community because I don't play anymore, really. You know, it's not that I won't and it's not that I it's not a rule that I don't, it's just that I haven't really done that in quite a long time. And it 
or if it happens, it's, it's a pretty infrequent thing and the energetics are there to support it. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I felt really lost and I've felt almost like I need to reacquaint myself and, and reintroduce myself. I feel like I need some new nomenclature about who I am and how I show up in these spaces. I loved our conversation around the Queen Cobra because that can be so many different things. But I'm also understanding that like we all ebb and flow and change our entire lives. So where I once showed up as X, Y, or Z, I'm ready for A, B, and C now. And what that includes for me is really close relationship containers with people that I can deeply trust. Hmm. It includes me trying to explore a little bit more with kink and certain elements of power exchange in kink with flogging and with rope play. And I also am understanding that for myself, I have a sadistic streak that I'd like to look into (laughs) and get a little bit more understanding of and training around uh, because I got to witness some things recently that my mind is still pretty blown by and Mm. I really was turned on by it in a way that I didn't anticipate or expect. And so, yeah, for me, that's, that's where I'm going to be taking some more of my exploration because it lit me up and it made me feel really alive. And I'd really like to be able to dive into that a little bit more. And I think the more that I do that and the more I honor like where my turn on does come from and step into those spaces, my confidence will start to return and I'll feel a little more able to articulate what it is I want. And that's what I want for myself. And it's what I want for all the women and all the femmes that we're sitting in community with and sisterhood with. So in many ways, I think I'm going through a stage of becoming in this new phase of my life that is really important for me to experience if I'm going to walk alongside other women as they go through that for themselves. I mean, our, (laughs) it's so, one of our, our slut sister called us soulmates <laughs> on Twitter yes. the other day. Yes. And like, there, it's so true. It, there has been for you and I, this ebb and flow in this, these synchronicities and all of these things since we met that like, neither of us could ignore. Uh, and I think has even like blown our minds at certain mm-hmm. points. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as I was listening to you, it reminded me, I think like all of us can recall going through shifts and changes and like as I was listening and I mentioned this briefly on the show when we were talking to Lee but my experience with a form of kink and sexual play that I once loved uh impact play has changed dramatically like I once adore I was a very heavy bottom I was you know really uh pain was something that was quite pleasurable to me and that has changed for me And I had to mourn that because, you know, I would be like, okay, I'm trying to bring my tolerance up and I want to feel the way that I used to feel with it. I want it to light me up the way it did, but it wasn't happening. And so at that point, I have a choice. I can either continue 
to push my limits, which may actually harm me, mm-hmm. or I can respect that I have changed and that that change is carrying me in a new direction and honor what that was for me by allowing it to always be a part of my journey. Mm-hmm. You don't get to take my kinky card away. You don't get to take my masochist card away. Ain't nobody gets to take that away. I am an evolving human being and I am a slut and I am kinky and only I can say that for myself. There is no one, not you, Anya, not me, that is the arbiter of sluthood. Nobody. There is one and and she's looking at you in the mirror or even he is looking at you in the mirror. You are the arbiter of whether you can say you are a sexually liberated, unshamed, and transformed person by your sexuality. Period. Once we start to put guidelines and goalposts around what a slut is, we are bowing to patriarchy. We are bowing to systems of power that have oppressed us. It is only when we see the full and incredibly diverse tapestry of human sexuality that we can really be in our wholeness and our in in our power and like i just really wanted to say that like we can't ever like and you will never hear the slut sisters being the arbiter of what a slut is we have arrived at this definition that we believe is a download because it encompasses everything like it is all encompassing and so like I love that we had this conversation and that others are going to be able to hear this and hopefully like feel validated and like you belong with us in sisterhood too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And we, I don't know, it's just feeling really important also to say that right before we hopped on for this conversation, you received um, a message from one of our trans sisters and it was beautiful and it was heartfelt and it was heartbreaking Mm -hmm. because there was some question as to whether or not she belongs, Mm -hmm. that she belongs in the femme space and whether or not some of these things that are traditionally femme identifying get to apply to her. And I think just along the same lines of everything you just said about we are not gatekeepers, we are not the arbiters of sluthood, we also are not the arbiters of who the femmes are that walk through the door to be in sisterhood with us. And that is so important because we, there are infinite spaces (laughs) at this table and we want everyone who does identify as a femme to join us if it feels available to them and if you can call yourself a sister you stand alongside of us and we want you and you belong Mm -hmm. and you matter and your experience matters and we want to share in it with you and we want to learn alongside of you and from you and we love you oh yes Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'd like to do another episode um, where we kind of get into maybe some of the more fun. 
you know, <laughs> like we'll talk about like the hedonist slut and the sensual slut and like maybe even... I think we should and we should have them all on. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So if yeah. you are out there with a slut style that you want to bring to the flaming yoni. Come with it, baby. <laughs> we cannot fucking wait to hear from you and be in awe. Yes. Ugh. Absolutely. Oh my God. I know that we thought this was going to be a fun and lighthearted episode and it turned a little bit serious, but I'm so excited that we had the conversation and I just want to say I love you and I love your expression and I will always continue to slut alongside of you. It just might not look the same as what we have experienced in the past and I'm sure our future expressions would make us just blow our tops we just don't even know what that's gonna look like i know and it's like really turning me on right now (laughs) if i can be honest (laughs) but yeah no same oh my god i will always slut with you we will slut (laughs) our dying day baby this is you know we we are slut sisters and we were from the moment that we met in a way that is really incredible i know i know from from eye gaze to eye gaze the first time and like we might have been eye fuck it might it have was been probably I fucked an fuck. Yeah, like I can literally remember that moment, and Me especially too. since I spent so much time looking at you at screens, girl. But anyway, um, what I will say is that yeah, this conversation was really affirming to me, and I know we get deep you're you need to expect that from us from now on ladies and gents we were gonna leave the really salacious stuff to our episodes for our stars in the universe they can hear about (laughs) all the good and juicy stuff but do take care this week thank you for being with us and seeing us and supporting our sluttiness yes we love you so much thanks for spending some time in the universe with us We adore our listeners, and we'd love to connect more deeply with you. Find us on our website, theflamingyoni.com, and our socials are in the show notes. Before you leave the universe, be sure to give us a five-star rating, and don't forget the review. Your feedback means the world to us. We can't wait to light your world on fire next week, and in the meantime, stay sacred. And stay salacious.